This is Deepa from DeepaBarrow.com, and you're listening to the Deep Beauty Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Deep Beauty Podcast. This is Deepa Barrar. I'm so happy to have you guys here today because I have a wonderful guest. Her name is Tanya Nayak. She's also known as Fit with Tanya on Instagram. Um, she is a weight training guru, and her mission is to empower South Asian women to lift weights too. And she has a ton of amazing weight training videos on Instagram. You guys should definitely check it out. How are you doing today, Tanya? Hi, I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to have you on. I've been watching you for a while and your videos are getting so good. Oh, thank you so much. Um, thanks for reaching out to me. I'm very excited to be here and chat with you too. Yeah, no, for sure. I, um, I, I have to say, I think like lately the videos that you've been posting, like with the actual text in the, in the image that like shows up on Instagram, it's so helpful because I feel like you could just go like, just say you were training legs one day or whatever. You could just scroll onto your Instagram and see exactly what to do because you know which video to look at. It's super helpful. Right, exactly. I try to make the content and the videos that I post as clean and as easy for people to uh, interpret. Mm -hmm. um, and I think also having that text there and writing out exactly what that exercise is called is really helpful too because I know a lot of girls are like what like what is that like what yeah. how, how do I do that you know yeah no it's super helpful um so I want to talk about a, a little bit about how you got into weightlifting sure um it's kind of a long story uh because you know it's been quite a journey it's weightlifting is not something you just wake up and you know how to do one day it's course, been yeah. it's it's definitely been a journey and a story so um, starting off, like growing up, I've always been active. I used to play soccer in elementary school, and I also was heavily involved with um, all types of Indian dance. I started off doing Kuchipudi, classical Kuchipudi in um, elementary school and middle school, and then I so sort of got into Bollywood and Bhangra in high school. Oh, nice. And then in undergrad, I did um, Ras Garba and Bhangra too. So I've always been an active individual, but um, you know, senior year of undergrad is when I started feeling a little. Um, unhappy with what I saw in the mirror, unhappy with mm -hmm. myself. Um, and, you know, just the, the, the undergrad lifestyle of, you know, going out every weekend, yeah. like drinking. Um, <laughs> I remember you know, those days. <laughs> exactly right. Just eating microwavable foods, just yeah. very like unhealthy lifestyle. Uh, just kind of all of that combined um, kind of made me really unhappy with where I was. So I was kind of struggling with body image for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, then I graduated undergrad and I, um, went through this kind of terrible experience uh, involving, you know, my ex-boyfriend at the time and my best oh. friend. Um, won't get into too much oh, detail, wow. but yeah, it wasn't, it oh, was geez. not fun. Oh. Um, and so just all that negative energy, all that like sadness, all that anger, all that energy, yeah. instead of like taking it out on other people, I decided to use that energy into something productive um, to bettering myself. So that's kind of when I got into um, weightlifting at the time, all those uh, influencers that I was following on Instagram were talking about weightlifting and how it's so good for you. So I started yeah. to do it myself. Um, had no idea what I was doing, but I was doing <laughs> it. Um, and then I slowly started to see these changes and I was like, wow, this is amazing. So then I did a lot of self-research. I watched a ton of YouTube videos on proper mm -hmm. form and everything about weightlifting and bodybuilding, just trying to learn as much as I could by myself. Yeah. Um, 
And then I met this other guy who I dated and he was a professional uh, bodybuilder. Um, wow. Editor. Yeah. So he would compete and I would follow him um, to all his competitions and I would be exposed to all these amazing, inspiring athletes, men and women, just putting mm -hmm. in the hard work um, with their nutrition and with their training and just looking amazing. And I was so inspired by that, um, which kind of took me far farther. And then my boyfriend at that time um, also taught me a lot about weightlifting. You know, he mm -hmm. kind of pushed me to lift heavy, which yeah. took me to like the next level in my journey. Um, and then I was introduced to this um, Navy SEAL individual and he kind of took me in um, and coached me and he also like pushed me to lift heavy and he pushed me to my limits and that's um, ultimately what really changed the game for me. I saw all these amazing changes. I was so much more passionate about weightlifting and bodybuilding just because mm -hmm. of how much it enhanced my life, not only physically, like the way I looked, but also mentally. Um, I became such a strong, confident person and um, totally not the person I used to be like five years ago. So it's been a really fun, um, awesome journey. I love that. That sounds so amazing. You went through like such a transformative like period right there. Right. Um, so now to go back to what you were saying about uh, lifting heavy. So that um, a lot of women, including myself, um, a lot of South Asian women in particular kind of have a hard time kind of understanding how lifting heavy because when you think about that you equate it to well I don't want like big bulky muscles like a guy you know yeah why do you think it's so taboo um and and what's sort of something that you can kind of let us know that will sort of help make our mind sort of like get that shift towards okay maybe it's not so bad yeah um I think that's also a long answer but I think it starts <laughs> um it starts I think it's deep rooted within our culture so um and it's the same with any other culture, but specifically for us uh, South Asians, I'm going to start with um, Bollywood because we all love Bollywood. Oh, yeah. Um, if you think about the Bollywood culture, it's all about song and dance, right? Yeah. Um, all about music, dancing, everything. And all these South Asian parents um, initially put their kids into music lessons, into dance lessons, into mm -hmm. singing classes and stuff. It's never been sports or gymnastics or anything um, slightly more athletic, right? It's always been True. very musical. Um, so I think that's one of the, the reasons why it's sort of a taboo because no, no one's ever really been exposed to um, like sports and bodybuilding and anything else. True. Um, the second thing, I think it's just uh, deep rooted in our culture. Traditionally, you know, women have been meant to reproduce, to be in True. the kitchen cooking, to yeah. be, you know, uh, cleaning the house, providing all the cleanliness for the families and stuff. Anything outside of uh, the status quo, if a, if a woman were to, you know, go out of the status quo, it would be it would be seen as negative in a negative light. Um, yeah. So I think that's another reason. And then also, like you kind of mentioned, all these misconceptions that are around women in weightlifting. Um, I know mm -hmm. a lot of women are scared to weightlift because they think they're going to grow these huge bulky muscles. But the reality is us women, we don't have enough testosterone to build those big muscles. Um, mm -hmm. Weightlifting is going to help shape you up, tone your body and help you lose weight. Um, and in fact, it's even hard for men themselves naturally to build 
big muscles. Men mm-hmm. themselves have to put in a lot of hard work to grow big muscles. So I think when we think of huge bulky muscles, we're thinking of all those pictures of men and women who are using enhancement mm-hmm. um, to grow yeah. those big muscles because naturally men and women can't grow such huge bulky muscles. So that's another reason. And then lastly, kind of going following in with those misconceptions is just, um, you know, my parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, they just have this misunderstanding of how everything works, right? Because as, as we grow, science is evolving, technology is evolving, and we're starting to understand how, you know, the science of bodybuilding, the science of nutrition, how all of that um, actually works. And mm-hmm. our parents and our grandparents, they didn't have that. So they don't understand. All they really believe is these myths and these misconceptions. True. Um, so many times my mom will tell me like, oh, don't drink so much whey protein, you know, because you're going to grow these big bulky, bulky muscles and just like little stuff like that. They just don't understand how it actually works. So when you were doing your research, you kind of went into the science behind how everything works and kind of figured it out. I touched upon it. I'm not a science major, so I wouldn't be able to explain to you properly yeah. how all of this works. But yeah, I did touch a little bit upon it. Okay, so now just say you're um, you're a South Asian woman or any woman that's listening right now, and you want to develop a plan for yourself when it comes to lifting weights. Or do you have any tips for anybody listening on how to develop that? Because sometimes you'll see things like where people are like, okay, I have legs day, and then I have you know biceps and triceps, and then you know they break it down to like five different days. Or there's people that will do, well, I'm doing upper body, I'm doing lower body. Like, yeah. what's your take on it? Like, what's a good place to start? Yeah. So for beginners, I always suggest doing what's called the bro split or the bodybuilding split. I have no idea why it's (laughs) called the bro split, but essentially it's where you give um, one muscle group a day of the week that you focus on it and you train on it. So kind of like you said, say Monday could be arms, so biceps and triceps. Tuesday could be back. Wednesday could be legs. Thursday could be shoulders and so on. I think it's a great Um, start for beginners because it really allows you to focus on that one muscle group and really learn about it learn like figure out how it's supposed to feel when you're training that muscle and everything Mm -hmm. Um, so that's usually what I suggest uh, beginners and then also kind of like how I learned a lot was self-taught watching YouTube videos on proper Mm -hmm. form um, you know reading articles about uh, weightlifting and and, um, stuff also like being in the gym and using mirrors to watch yourself and make sure that you're doing proper form is another great tip that I tell people. So yeah, I think that's a a great way to start. And then like, um, do you have a suggestion in terms of like reps or sets or stuff like that? Um, It really depends on what your goal is. But if you're a beginner, I would suggest high reps and high sets, but lower weight just to get a feel of how it's supposed to feel. Make sure you're getting your form correct and everything. And how can you prevent injuries from happening? (laughs) Proper form. Um, (laughs) I can't stress that. Yeah, I can't stress that enough. Proper form and also um, making sure you're fueling your body correctly. So, you know, make sure you're eating um, lean protein, make sure you're eating your carbs. I know a lot of people think that in order to lose weight, you need to reduce carbs. But if you're weight training, your Mm -hmm. body needs carbs as um, fuel. So um, eating right and also hydration. Make sure you're drinking a lot of water when you're um, weight training. 
Oh, that actually reminds me of a question I wanted to ask you. Um, yeah. So there's all like, I get so confused because like, they'll tell you, okay, this is what you should eat before you work out. And this is what you should eat after you work out. But like, I can never remember exactly what the thing is. Yeah, totally. So um, it, again, it depends on what your goals are, if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to build muscle. But typically I say before and after a workout, you want to make sure you're getting your protein and your carbs in um, because that's really what your muscles need um, as energy and as fuel. Protein so, and carbs. Okay. Right. So for an example, for me, I follow a bodybuilding diet. So okay. pre-workout, I'll have chicken, rice, and broccoli. And okay. post-workout, I'll have um, a whey protein and some rice cakes. So both pre and post, I have my protein and my carbs. And do you deviate from this at all? Or are you like pretty strict with your diet? Um, it depends on where I am in, 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 my, in the year, in, in my stage of life. Yeah. Um, if I, if I have very strict goals that I'm trying to reach, then yes, mm -hmm. I'll be very strict. But I mean, you can't be strict, that strict year round, right? Our bodies are constantly mm -hmm. changing. It's not a sustainable lifestyle to be constantly eating that bodybuilding diet. So of course yeah. I'm, I'm going to have fun here and there. I'm going to stray away from my strict diet, like here and there. It's all about the balance. And so you think like, when you, when you see like a lot of women, like for women, they push a lot of cardio or a lot of us like have these old beliefs that like, you got to do tons of cardio to lose weight and stuff. But you like are on a different like thought line where it's like, no weight training is the way to go because it helps shape your body. Yes. Absolutely. So the thing with cardio is it's great for your heart. Don't take it out because it's it's great for your heart. Okay. But cardio will help you maintain your body weight. It's not exactly going to help you lose weight. If you want to lose weight, you have to really focus on your nutrition. Make sure um, you're eating nice balanced meals, um, putting yourself at a gradual caloric deficit, but also mm -hmm. weight training. Because the thing with weight training is um, you will burn more calories even after you've stopped working out just because your body is using energy to to um, build back those muscle fibers that you've torn during your workout that right. doesn't happen with cardio with cardio you're only really burning calories in the moment unless there's some sort of resistance um, uh -huh. training within that cardio so that's kind of how it works it's really interesting I think I, I'm gonna try it I'll, I'll try it <laughs> <laughs> you should, you should. so you were talking a little bit about bodybuilding is that something that you're interested in like are you interested in doing like fitness competitions or anything like that I get this question all the time. Um, I think so. My thing is, I love bodybuilding for myself. It feels so good. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to competing, I love food way too much. I love my freedom of being able to choose what I want to eat whenever. Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, I think this is also kind of rooted in deep in our culture, but I don't feel comfortable being half naked on stage and having a bunch of people mm -hmm. judge my physique against right. other women. That's just my personal opinion. But when I do go to these competitions and I see all these beautiful women on stage showing and displaying their hard work, I'm so inspired. Like it's, it's very motivating for me too. I personally just don't want to do that. No, that's understandable. I think like you're right. It is pretty deep rooted in our culture to not like put our bodies on display. Um, exactly. Which I'm hoping at some point that's going to go away. Not that we should be parading our bodies around. We should or shouldn't. It doesn't really matter. Whatever you want to do is whatever you want to do. But I just think that exactly. taboo should just be gone, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so, okay, what can we expect to see from you in the future? Because you have a fantastic website. Thank what, you. What can we see from you, like, going forward? 
Yeah. So um, it's kind of funny. I think when people come across my website and my Instagram page, they, they assume that I'm a personal trainer full-time or that fitness is um, my full-time gig, but it's actually my, my side hobby gig. Um, full-time, I am an HR professional in the corporate world. So fitness is like my, my passion on the side. Um, mm. So there's not much that would really will really change between the content I'm putting out. But um, without revealing too much, I will mm. say that I am working on clothing. So I'm hoping by the oh. end of the year, yeah, um, by the end of this year, that project hopefully will be out. <laughs> That's so cool. So is it going to be like, I know you don't want to give away too much, but is it more like athletic <laughs> focus? Yes, definitely. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I'm so we'll have to keep an eye, an eye out for that. <laughs> totally. Okay. So do you, uh, why don't you share where people can find you um, and more information? Yeah, absolutely. So I am primarily on Instagram. You can find me at fit with Tanya. That's F I T W I T H T A N I A. I do also have a website with more information. It's just fitwithtanya.com. Um, I also sell resistance bands on there, uh, for at home strength and find on website, but yeah, that is where you can find me. Um, feel free to message me on Instagram. I check all my messages and respond to all DMS as well. So Thank you. That's pretty impressive. And you have a ton of followers. So <laughs> Thank <laughs> it, you. it can get hard to keep up with that. Yeah. So if you, anybody wants to find more information too, I will have all of her links on the blog post for this episode. Um, thank you so much, Tanya, for being on. I really appreciate yes, it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was um, really fun. And I appreciate you reaching out to me as well. Yeah, for sure.